Welcome to a new episode of Berlin Belly, the food podcast featuring interviews with the brilliant women working in the Berlin food world. My name is Elizabeth Rush. I'm a freelance writer and host of Off the Record on Flux FM. This episode of Berlin Belly, I spoke with Laurel Kratok Vila, who's been running fine bagels in Berlin for the last four years. Laurel is a self-taught baker and told us how her bagel journey started in Berlin and led to opening her own bakery and how exactly to pronounce her wonderful Czech surname. Laurel is also one of the organizers of Nosh Berlin, a week of wonderful Jewish food, which kicks off tomorrow with the Nosh Berlin breakfast market at Mark Talanoin. Nosh Berlin is hosting chefs like Louisa Weiss, Molly Ye and Adina Sussman. Uh, Adina is a recipe developer and chef who co-authored Chrissy Teigen's cookbook, Cravings. Also listen out for the night of supper clubs across Berlin City this Friday the 24th. Though I am recording this intro on my iPhone, my interview with Laurel was recorded at Flux FM. So special thanks to Flux FM for the studio time. The artwork for this episode was beautifully illustrated by Nalina Mason Campbell, and the music is by Kolomaika by Tres Tristes Tangos. I really hope you enjoy this episode. Laurel was a joy to speak with. You can visit Fine Bagels on Warschauer Strasse 74 and look up the info about Nosh Berlin on noshberlin.com. So here's my conversation with Laurel from Fine Bagels. My full name is Laurel Kratochvila. Okay, Kratochvila. Mm. Uh, um, my my grandmother says crotch. Um, okay, but I don't like that word. It's Kratochvila. Okay, it's Czech. Um, yeah. Okay, Kratochvila. Yeah, that's that's close closer? enough. It's, it's like a ch, but it's okay. Yeah, I can't do that. Kratoch, Kratochvila. That sounds good to me. Okay. That sounds good to me. It's a it's a Czech name. It's yeah. a little difficult. I understand. You just It's a great name. Just 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 any anything anything other than what my grandmother says. <laughs> since she can't she can't cope with it. Oh gosh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, okay. So let's start. Mm-hmm. Welcome Laurel Kratok Vila to Berlin Belly. Uh, food podcast uh, where I uh, have a chat with the amazing women of the Berlin food scene. Um, you're the proprietor of uh, Shakespeare and Sons and Fine Bagels. Yes, I am. And um, coming up this March in Berlin, you're also um, putting on the Nosh uh, Festival, which we're going to talk about. Um, but let's go back to the beginning where it all began. Um, maybe um, well, let's start with how how did you decide upon um, fine bagels in Berlin? How did I decide upon fine bagels in Berlin? Well, it it happened organically. Um, I moved up here with my husband. He was running a bookstore in Prague. Uh, he still is uh, now going on sixteen years. And we came up here about six years ago. We opened a small bookstore in Prenzlauer Berg. Just give Berlin a try. It's close to Prague. We could run both stores. And uh, I was bored. I was bored. And we had a tiny little kitchen. And people like having a coffee while they're browsing for books. So we got a coffee machine and put in a little oven. And I started doing a little bit of baking just just as an extra um, thing so people could enjoy the bookstore more. 
And from there, I started doing some breads, things like that, just really just to amuse myself. And I was talking to a friend and I, I realized we both missed bagels a lot. It's, it is hard to find a bagel in Berlin. Well, it's it's actually kind of a funny story. He, um, His girlfriend had broken up with him and he was in a bad state and he went to a cafe down the street that advertised bagels everywhere. And, and a lot of cafes, they, they have big signs. They say bagels, bagels, bagels. And they're, they're terrible bagels. They're, they're stuffed with mayonnaise and ham early in the morning and they just sit out until the tomato gets kind of dry and the lettuce gets all limp and you know it's a bad state of things and so he went in there and he just he just wanted some comfort food from home he wanted a toasted bagel and cream cheese and um they they didn't even know what he was talking about and and so i i don't know the way the way he told it he he had a bit of a a breakdown in this cafe that was so prominently advertising bagels. Then he came to my place. He was still in a bad state. And I said, okay, well, look, I can, I can fix this. I can fix this and just, just come back tomorrow. So, so I, you know, I did some research. I made some bagel dough. Um, bagels have to rest overnight. So that's why I said, come back tomorrow. And um, yeah, threw, threw them in a pot of boiling water the next day, put them in the oven. And I, 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 I couldn't believe what came out the other side. They were real bagels, and and uh, and the idea to to make the story didn't happen right away. It was it was just like, oh, this is fun. I can do it for myself. I yep. can do it for my friends uh, when they're having a nervous breakdown. And um, <laughs> and uh, slowly, I started doing it more and more. And and then I, I thought, you know what? Maybe I'll, I'll like announce this. I'll give it a name. I'll I'll start a real business. So. Yeah. Does that answer your question? <laughs> yes. That's amazing. So you kind of, well, you taught yourself then how to make the bagels or. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I did. Yeah. Um, maybe for people who don't know, can you explain the steps of, of baking bagels and sure. what, what goes into creating? Well, the, the, th the thing that makes a good bagel is that you don't take any shortcuts. Um, a, a lot of places will do sort of a quick rise bagel and put it in a steam-injected oven. But a, a proper bagel, New York style at least, it needs to sit overnight in a cold environment. That's what develops the flavor. That's what develops the chew. And it has to be boiled in, in water. Well, what else would you boil something in? But yeah, it has to be boiled and uh, then baked at a really high temperature. And that gives it this chewy crunch that you would expect from a real bagel that... that has been sort of lost since the 90s when um, bagels became extra popular. And and um, I know a guy, he runs one of the best bagel spots in Boston. It's called Rosenfeld's. And I was talking to him and, and he said, yeah, in the 90s, bagels just became big, sweet hamburger buns. And, and recently, I know globally, there's been this um, return to more traditional bagel making methods, smaller batches, and this proper dense, chewy bagel of of the older, of yours, <laughs> of, of your <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. So 
yeah, no shortcuts. And then, yeah, your your bagels. I mean, I'm not an authority on bagels. Um, I've been to New York just once, but um, they are definitely, they have the crunch and the chew and the different flavors are amazing. I love the, the rye um, version. So do you get feedback from people maybe who are from New York and visiting and find this oasis of bagels? Yeah. Um, well, the thing is, I'm from Boston and we get a couple really good spots in Boston. Look, we're still East Coast U.S. Uh, we know we know from bagels where I'm from. But every New Yorker thinks they know best. So they, they walk in with their chest puffed out. You know, they're, they're going to tell me yeah. what's up. Um, but, but that's actually the most validating feedback for me when, when people come in. They've been living in Berlin for a long time or they're just visiting and they try the bagels. And they're so happy to have this really homemade, um, fresh baked, legit product. And, and that's what I'm aiming for. And, you know, it's, not, it's nothing fancy, but... But uh, but simplicity is kind of is something to pull off. You know, it's it's a challenge in itself to to um, you know make make a great bagel. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. it is. So, how long has has Fine Bagels been open now? Um, I've been doing Fine Bagels for four years now. Uh, like I said, when I started, it was in the small bookstore that we opened in Prenzlauerberg. Um, the kitchen was about the size of a bathtub. Um, Looking back, I don't know how we how we managed in there. You know, we had a big refrigerator. We had this one tiny little oven from IKEA, one burner with a tiny pot of water. Um, but when when you start a business with 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 no money, that's that's what you do, and and you you build as you grow. So um, almost three years ago, so a year after we started the business, and with the bagels at least, the bagel aspect of the business. So yep. fine bagels. Um, we found a new location in Friedrichshain. It's this historic bookstore um, on Warschauer Strasse. It's been a bookstore since 1962. Amazing landlords. They wanted it to stay uh, something of yeah. its uh, original essence. And they let us in, even though we weren't the most qualified candidates for them or the biggest fish who applied. They were happy to have us. They allowed us to open a bakery um, alongside a bookstore and get all the kitchen permits. And so we got to work building that. And yeah, it'll be three years in May that we're in Friedrichshain now. That's amazing because it definitely re revitalized that that kind of corner. I used to pass by that bookstore a lot and it didn't seem to have a lot going on at the time, you know, in more recent years, I think. Um, but it's beautiful that it's the tradition is kind of kept alive. In yeah, well, it's some, something to balance all of the the video poker uh, yeah. and, and kebab <laughs> places on that street, right? It's uh, I know we're the big gentrifiers, but d don't don't worry; those those other places are still going strong, yeah, whether you like it or not. <laughs> and so, did you have any any food background before you you boiled that first bagel or? Any kind of family traditions or what What was your own background in terms of like career or? Uh, well, um, my background, I, I have a physics degree. So so this is not uh, what I was educated to do, but um, I've been baking since I was a child. We kind of come from one of those. Why, why get an easy bake oven if we have a real oven uh, kind of families? And 
very homemade oriented um, on both sides. But then bagels, because of where I'm from, why, why would you ever make a bagel? You, you have so many wonderful places that you can go and buy the best bagels in the world. So there's, there's no point in, in even touching that. Yes, you can make rugelach, you can make challah, but, but why make a bagel? So um, in a way, it's kind of a natural um, continuity from some of the traditional Jewish baking that I know. But to make a bagel, that's I never would have done this if I if I'd stayed in Boston because you were spoiled for choice there. Exactly. But why why bother? Like, <laughs> like I'm going to do a bag- better bagel than I can access there. Absolutely not. It was sort of in Berlin. It was just born out of necessity. So what what were some of the things that you would have baked as a kid in your family? Oh, just just you know standard cookies, cakes. Um, did you have yeah. favorite food? I mean, <clears throat> favorite food growing up probably was stuffed cabbage. Until, really? Well, well, until I was about six years old when I, I famously choked on it twice in two weeks. Uh-oh. They, they had to Heimlich me, and, and then I didn't eat stuffed cabbage again for years. But, but diet, <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, you have some amazing clips um, of your grandmother Gertrude on, on the website. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us about Gertrude and... Okay, well, Gertrude Cooper Clemens, that, that's my great-grandmother, but she was alive until I was 12, so she was fairly influential in, in my kitchen. Um, I still use some of her recipes in the store, her mandel bread, which is like a Jewish biscotti. Um, we, it's very popular in my cafe, and I, I use her original recipe, um, her little raisin challah rolls, um, but I, I have those sound clips just because it's funny and it, it adds a little bit of history um, because I didn't even know this when I when I started um, doing the bakery that back in Poland before my family came over 100 years ago, they were making their living by baking bread. And, ah. and you can hear that in the clips. She talks about, well, we used to bake bread and sell it to the peasants. And, and I, I think that's uh, um, given me this additional interest in what I'm doing because I understand that there's some level of continuity and return to the whole um, yeah the whole thing and um have your family been over to try your bagels or have you brought some back over okay well my my mother decided uh I shouldn't say decided she'll kill me for that um <laughs> she was diagnosed as a uh, gluten intolerant a couple no! of years ago yes I think she did this just to spite me to be honest Gosh. so so um, yeah, so my my grandmother is too old to travel. Even though I named I named the store after her, uh, Fine Bagels. It's the f- the family name, and uh, and my my mother will never eat a bagel because uh, the, there's no such thing as a gl- gluten free bagel, I guess, well, because she, of the way they're made. Or <clears throat> she's pushing me. She's pushing me. Um, <laughs> but I, I I argue that. Gluten is absolutely essential to a good bagel. Um, that's that's what makes it chewy. Uh, a bagel has to be chewy, and and I know some people do gluten free bagels, and she insists he'll be very popular. But um, let, let just this is my form of rebelling. I'm not I'm not <laughs> pandering to her her gluten intolerance. <laughs> oh, poor Mama Fine. Yeah, um, and so. 
Um, okay, coming up on your four years with Fine Bagels, um, you're running Nosh in Berlin, which is, uh, tell us what, what Nosh is. Okay, so, so Nosh Berlin is Berlin's first Jewish food week. Um, I finally, after all these years of just being in the kitchen nonstop, I've I've learned this thing called delegation. So mm. I, I have some other people doing my work now. So um, I had a little free time, and I thought, why not? Uh, in the summer, uh, this guy Jeffrey Yoskowitz, he was in Berlin, and he is he's a chef. He runs this really interesting business. It's called Gefilteria with his partner Liz Alpern, and they do artisanal gefilte fish. And this year they came out with a cookbook called the Gefilte Manifesto. And the idea is sort of making traditional Ashkenazi recipes new again, um, respecting food traditions, but updating them a little bit. And um, Is gefilte a process or a way of cooking? Maybe. Gefilte, gefilte... I don't know fish. what I don't know what gefilte okay. fish means. Okay. Other, 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 other than it is a lump of chopped, vaguely pickled fish. Okay, so and, that, yeah. and it's absolutely delicious. Okay. Absolutely delicious, but not for everybody. <laughs> um, so so he he was over in the summer, and I said, "Well, look, you you have this cookbook coming out. Um, are you gonna come do a reading at my store next time you're over in Berlin?" And he and he said, "Well, is there any Jewish food festival? Because it's easier if I incorporate that." in my trip or it'll mm. get a big bigger audience. I thought I, I don't I don't think so. And and there there's big Jewish food festivals all over the world, New York, London, Toronto. And uh so sort of that day I said, well why yeah, why not here? I I said, okay, well I'll I'll do it. I'll do it and then you come back for it. And um so I called up uh my friend Lee Fleischhacker. She's a food writer here. And she had written an article a few years previous about... Um, Where is the Jewish food in Berlin? Exactly. Yeah. You remember that article. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so she, she, she wrote that. And I thought, okay, well, she's a foodie. She, she's into this. This is perfect. Um, so I gave her a call and we started planning. Amazing. And just sort of asking people to join in, all of our contacts, and um, now we have a full week of programming. Uh, so from the, on the 17th, you have an opening dinner, <clears throat> and then from the 19th, um, the week kind of kicks off with a series of um, events. Maybe can you talk us through some of the highlights? Or Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so we, we start with um, sort of a soft opening to the festival, and that'll be um, a Moroccan-Jewish dinner at my store, um, Fine Bagels. It's going to be cooked by uh, Yuval Bellins and Mayan Meyer of Kiddush, and I've been to one of their supper clubs before. It's unbelievable. There's so much food. There's so much diversity in the food, wonderful vegetables. If you eat meat, there's amazing meat. It's great bread, everything. Um, then the official kickoff day is Sunday the 19th, and that starts with a collaboration at the Mark Tal and Noin. Uh, the Street Food Thursday people have been incredible. They really gave us our first big event for this. Um, so we're doing a takeover of the breakfast market. So it's going to be the Nosh breakfast market. And most of the vendors who are permanent vendors are adapting their dishes to make special Jewish dishes or fusion things. 
and we're bringing in a lot of vendors from the outside for all kinds of um, Jewish breakfast treats that you might not normally see in Berlin or that you wouldn't see all in one place. I think that's the more important point. So that's going to be decadent. What, what would some of those treats be? Some of those treats. Okay, well, we'll have cholent. We'll have bagels, obviously. Um, there'll be kimchi latkes. There'll be, oh, hold on, what else? Barekas, and what, what? chopped liver, pastrami. Sorry, now, now I'll get rolling <laughs> on every, everything that we're going to have. There's going to be brisket. Mm. Um and uh, some different salads, some North African things. Um, there's there's going to be quite a lot to quite choose a spread from. Mm-hmm. at the breakfast market. Yeah. Um. So that's on Sunday, the nineteenth. Um. And then there's like film screenings and uh, cookbook authors coming. Um. From Mali, from Mali. Yeah. The blog is is going to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Molly Ye is coming. Mm. Um, yeah, we've got Jeffrey Yoskowitz, Molly Ye, Amy Kritzer, Adina Sussman, and Gil Havav are all coming from uh, the States and from Israel to participate in the festival, um, which I'm really excited about. They all really generously donated their time, waived their speaker fees so that they can cook and talk and um, make this happen for Berlin um, and yeah so on uh, let's see on Tuesday we'll have Amy Kritzer who does this very funny blog what you want to eat like you know J-E-W you get it yeah yeah, get yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 you have to say it with um, <laughs> and and she's she's going to be talking about creative Passover cooking um, because we have Passover coming up um, so she has some sort of funny recipes Manischewitz sangria, stuff like that. <laughs> uh, then we have Molly Ye coming, and she's going to talk with um, Louisa Weiss, um, and that's going to happen at the Hollish's house. Um, and Louisa Weiss is the Wednesday chef, yep. known, known as the Wednesday chef. Exactly. She's, um, she's the Wednesday chef. She just came out with classical German baking. Um, so they're going to be talking about um, blogging, cookbooks, and also... Jewish baking traditions and and so on and kind of tie that into Germany a little bit. Um, And then on Thursday, that's um, what we're calling the Gefilte Ball. And we're teaming up. uh, I don't know if you know this, but Berlin has a really rich klezmer scene. And What's klezmer? So klezmer Klezmer. is just Yiddish for music. Um, Ah. So it's sort of traditional Yiddish music. And there are... Um, a lot of great musicians that uh, sort of base themselves in Berlin and every month there's different events and there's some festivals here but if it's not your thing it's probably not on your radar but um, we're teaming up with the people who run this thing called Stadel Neukölln which is a klezmer festival in Neukölln every year Um, and so we're doing this at the Ballhaus Rixdorf, which is a great space right on Kapuserdam. And we'll have Jeffrey talk about gefilte fish. He'll give a little demo for everyone. It's going to be hosted by the comedian Dan Stern. He's a... Oh, fun. Yeah. yeah. Do you, you know him? He does him? Uh, Radio Spätkauf. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. He's one of the guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's going he's gonna to be <clears throat> interviewing Jeffrey, probably talking about some childhood gefilte fish trauma. I don't know. <laughs> 
I think everyone's got one of those stories. And uh, and then we'll go straight into the music, and there's going to be dancing. If you don't know how to dance to this music, there's going to be people to show you. And if you've never been to a klezmer party, these are good times. They're, yeah. they're really good times. It's, some, it's something different, and they're fun. And um, Geist and Glass, Aisha from there, she's going to be doing... Uh, themed cocktails amazing which are yeah it's gonna be delicious i'm gonna cater it it's it's gonna be a great party and uh and it starts early for old people like me um <laughs> who who can't do those disco nap kind of nights uh yeah so so that that's happening um and then the last big thing is this night of shabbat supper clubs that we're having because in a, in a way shabbat is like the culinary um coming together point of the week for people. Mm. And it seemed like a nice idea to hold di dinners around town. And we'll be representing uh, Jewish food from all over the world again. Um, there'll be a dinner at the Rukestrasse Synagogue uh, that's going to be cooked by Itai Novik. He's a really wonderful chef and food stylist here. And he's doing a Polish modern. And that's a really nice opportunity for people to have a beautiful multi-course meal in a space that they normally wouldn't have a chance to um, go for a meal, basically. Uh, there's going to be a Roman Jewish feast, uh, which was totally surprising and unfamiliar to me. I obviously know that there's a Jewish community in Italy, but I didn't realize how uh, old it was and, and how... Um, how many food traditions actually came out of Italy, um, or out of the Jewish community of Italy, rather. Um, so that's going to be a very unique experience. There's going to be a Persian dinner uh, cooked by uh, Sophie and Genio von Oswald. Um, and then at my store, Gil Havav and Adina Sussman, um, if you don't know who they are, uh, Adina is a chef and a food writer. Uh, Gil is... Um, one of the most well-known chefs in Israel, and they're going to be cooking Yemenite food, which is delicious, and Gil will be telling stories and making a big feast. So, um, yeah, so all of that's happening, and there'll, there'll be a, a final event that Sunday, uh, which is going to be about the Jewish restaurant and cafe culture from before the war, uh, and that's going to be hosted by Nirit Bialer. She's from this group called Habait, and they do um, Israeli-German activities, and there'll be a showing of the film Café Nagler, and, and um, yeah, there'll be coffee and rugulach, and that's going to be an afternoon event, so people can bring their kids. It'll be fun and open. And Sounds yeah. amazing. <clears throat> and Laura remembered all of that without looking at any notes or anything. <laughs> Oh, I, I left out like 12 things. I left out, oh, I, I left I left out the Oma and Bella movie. I left out the talks we're having at the Frankl Ufer Synagogue. But but it's all online. Um, Noshberlin.com. Noshberlin.com, exactly. So you can find a rundown. And how do people buy tickets? Can they buy them online or? Yep, people, all, all of the events are linked, 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 ew. Uh, <laughs> linked to the, linked to ticket sales. Um some of some of the events I'm selling tickets in my store, um, and yeah, it's it's all online. I built the website myself. Awesome. Yeah, I know. I know. Amazing. Yeah, I'm so That's proud. Really, that is very cool. Yeah, I know. 
<laughs> you see, you don't know this not about just, me, but not I, just a bagel baker, but a website builder. I listen. I listen to so many damn podcasts. Say because well, because this is what I do while while I bake. Yeah. So so you say podcast to me. I'm like I'm here. I'm here. I want to do this because <laughs> uh, I I do nothing but listen to podcasts all day, and I always listen to those Radiotopia ones. And they're like Squarespace, Squarespace. So when I, when I went to to, <laughs> to build a website, it was like this little voice was whispering in my head, like, "Oh, that'll be user friendly." <laughs> I think we could like recite the Squarespace ad, you know, off by heart. It's on all the podcasts. They're just dominating yeah. the whole ad. Well, see, it it worked. Sphere. Their marketing worked, and here I am. And how was with a website? The experience building with Squarespace. The experience building with Squarespace was. Um, the website looks great. So thank you, thank you. I I imagine that the experience of building with Squarespace was much easier than how to use any other platform. <laughs> but since I am completely hopeless on computers, I don't know. Okay, it, it was it was a struggle. So it was your first time building a website? Yeah, I think it was like the first time I turned on a computer. I I don't know. <laughs> I, it happened. I'm proud of it. Look at the website. <laughs> It is. It's really great. So check out noshberlin.com. Um, we ha we have to wrap up there. Um, Laurel, it's been so lovely to speak with you. Is there anything else you'd like people to know about fine bagels, about Nosh, about you? Um, I I think I, I just want people to know that, that this is going to be a wonderful event, that everything is open to everybody, um, that there's going to be food from all over the world represented because... Uh, Jewish food is the food of diaspora. It is diverse, is exciting, and and uh, this is a growing food scene in Berlin. So come and, and support it and and enjoy. That's about it. So thank you very much, Laurel Kratochvila. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for having me. You're very welcome. <laughs>